the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday Eve. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Jesus. Oh, thank you indeed. Um, before the break, I was, uh, la- at the end of last hour, I was starting to play a clip of one of my nominees for Hero of the Week, and it's Gold Star Father Mark Schmitz about Joe Biden. And I think I want to play it from the beginning. I really didn't give myself enough time to do this justice. And as Joe Biden... Uh, goes over to Maui and, and, you know, is talking to people whose children's were incinerated and he's talking about himself with a house fire, you know, as he, you know, goes down to, or goes to FEMA to talk about hurricanes and, you know, making jokes and talking about climate change. He's just such a creep. Um, you know, when it, when it came to the Gold Star families who lost their, their fa- loved ones in Afghanistan, he reportedly talked about his son, Bo, who died of cancer. And, you know, he's just absolutely a soulless, narcissistic psychopath. Evidently, Buster Murdoch has, is doing, uh, has done an interview about his father, Alec Murdoch. And uh, there's, there's quite a lot of similarities in the two men between Joe Biden and Alec Murdoch. In terms of personality and being just absolute creeps. I want to play this clip from the beginning of Gold Star Father Mark Schmitz and what he had to say about Biden because you can just hear the pain from this man. And if we had a true legacy media, a a real press corps in this country, if we had a real media that, that cared about doing real journalism and reporting the truth to the American people. This would have been played all over everywhere. And we're going to play it here and begin, beginning from, uh, and, and we're going to go back to the beginning, clip nine. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting, and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family, and even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation. You have no business having ultimate command over our military, and I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I felt it more, like, more important to bite my tongue 
but I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. While I stood there on the tarmac, watching you check your watch over and over again, all I wanted to do was shout out, it's too But out of respect to the other grieving families, I bit my tongue once again. Well, as you could probably tell by now, I'm done biting my tongue. You, sir, stole their lives, their futures, their dreams, and have ripped apart 13 families. You cannot even man up and admit that. You, sir, gave us all the title Gold Star Family. You, sir, discredit honor and integrity. Wow. Um, There's a lot here. It's not just a man grieving the loss of a son, but it's a man grieving the loss of a son at the hands of a sociopath. A narcissistic sociopath. I love how he talks there. We've seen what's going on in your family. Oh, haven't we? From the diary of this man's daughter talking about having to take showers with her dad. We've seen what's going on in that family with the images from Hunter Biden's laptop. Images that Hunter Biden took himself. Driving, I don't remember now how many, over 100 miles an hour, smoking crack on, a, on his way to Vegas. Just disgusting human beings. The entire family. Bunch of grifters. Con men. Filthy, filthy excuses for human beings. The entire Biden family. And there's no excuse right now why the Republican Party has not already filed impeachment. I think we might even have a clip we're going to play in a moment of Donald Trump talking about uh, the impeachment. One of the things he said today in an interview with Amanda and John, the John Solomon and Amanda Head was that, you know, I was impeached twice. He did this phone call for Ukraine. The Democrat Party just immediately impeached him. They didn't. What is this impeachment inquiry nonsense? They didn't take three years with an inquiry. There's no excuse. This Gold Star family speaks for many Americans. When he says that you you're a pre, pretending you're a family man with well, a curtain has been lifting. We all see the truth about you. This man has committed treason and bribery as as documented. It's not even alleged. I guess we're all innocent until proven guilty unless your last name is Trump. Today, the Proud Boys got 17 years. Do you know how many years somebody got when they burned down a police station during a Black Lives Matter riot? Four. That's what's going on in this country. Joe Biden and his family, Joe Biden, Use taxpayer funds. Oh, we got an investigation going on now, according to to investigate how he used Air Force Two to fly his son around. Man, you Republican Party, you've known that. You've all known it. I'm sick and tired of the investigations. I want action. I want accountability. And investigations are not accountability. It's not just Joe Biden who is a discredit to the terms of honor and integrity. It's those in Washington, D.C., that have done nothing to hold him or anybody else accountable. And they're all playing games. It's all a game. Their family isn't dying and being brought back 
in a coffin draped in the flag that's being spit on and shredded by our FBI and our Department of Justice every day? And Joe Biden looking at his watch as the Americans came back. He does not give a crap about any American out there. This man, what he had to say today was also an indictment of anybody that would vote for Joe Biden. How you could ever vote for him. I'm saying, yeah, I was watching a Charlie Kirk's show this morning and the fill-in guest host was talking about all these national polls showing how Trump could win in a landslide over Biden and he's up over Biden. It shouldn't even be close. American citizens in this country should have all been screaming just like this man here saying he is not fit to be in office. He should be in prison for what he's done. I brushed over it a little bit earlier when I was talking to Jesse Jane Duff. But let me tell you, if you have not been following, is so detailed, this Michigan voter fraud story. I can't even keep up with it. You know, going back to the woman who was initially, you know, arrested, dropping off the ten to 15,000 fraudulent, you know, absentee and mail and mail voter applications. She, you know, she should have never been released. Um, how the FBI was brought in. They dropped the story, didn't cover the story. There's been so much that's come out from finding uh, the location for where this organization was operating and they found burner phones and fake res- registrations and guns uh, to now we find out that the organization behind it, uh, the director, it's GBI Strategies, and they've been had 70 organizations operating in 20 states. And yet Donald J. Trump and yet we've got we've got Americans that are still in gulags as political prisoners. Former president of the United States has been indicted in D.C. A lot of people have forgotten about this. Everybody's been talking about Georgia. No, he's still looking at being charged with insurrection. I, I, no, he might not have been charged with with seditious conspiracy. I don't remember like the Proud Boys were because that's a, that's a tougher one to stick. Um, but creating distrust. I think was the language in there. So we've got the Jan 6 indictment and then the Georgia indictments in which Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, dared uh, the the conservative caucus down in Georgia has been trying to get the governor who has the power to remove Fannie Willis from being the district attorney and uh, Governor Kemp uh, skins. I don't know if you happen to have uh, I don't see the number in front of me, Governor Kemp and what he had to say. Oh, here it is. Clip 11. The bottom line is that in the state of Georgia, as long as I'm governor, we're going to follow the law and the Constitution, regardless of who it helps or harms politically. And in Georgia, we will not be engaging in political theater that only inflames the emotions of the moment. What you just said is political theater. There is nothing under the law that is anything related to the law involved with Fannie Willis's indictments. The Constitution allows for you to petition your government and to do it through the court system. Which is why nobody was indicted in 2000 for Bush v. Gore. In fact, you've, she, she indicted one of the attorneys who did the same thing for Trump that he did for Al Gore in 2000. You're not following the Constitution. And shame on the Georgia voters. Over 50%, including conservatives, Republicans voted for this crap. 
This is not what our military fights for. Right now, oh yeah, they're struggling to recruit. Well, of course they're struggling to recruit. Because who wants to be sent over to Afghanistan with Joe Biden as as a commander-in-chief? Who wants to go over and risk their lives for for freedoms in the Constitution to have those so-called conservatives who, who are trying to supposedly fight against the communists and the Democrats for subverting the Constitution when they're enabling the destruction of our Constitution? We've got to get engaged and realize that this war that's going on in the country, we got we got a war to, to fight and it's taking place within our borders and it involves fighting against the Republican Party as well as the Democrats. We got to get active. Last hour, if you didn't hear my interview with Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America, she's got uh, you got to go to her, her website right now and get involved to try to stop the weaponization of our military and you got to get active in running for office and supporting those who do. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk about. So don't you go anywhere. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. You know what I just realized cruising Instagram during the break? That today's the anniversary of Princess Diana's death 26 years ago. You see, it seems like that should have been a bigger story today. Don't you think that that maybe I should have seen that like on some of the legacy media today? It doesn't fit their narrative. Doesn't it? But I mean, I mean, we're talking about Princess Diana here. This is the day that that she died. She would have been, well, she never would have been queen because they were divorced, but this was, this was one of the biggest names in the world, still is one of the biggest names in the world, and there's, I've seen no mention anywhere of this being the anniversary of her death. She's the mother of the future king of England. So I find that interesting. I don't know, maybe, you know, it's been 26 years, which is kind of hard to believe. That's been a long time, um, but... Were you a fan of, uh, I mean, you're a guy, so I doubt it, but, you know, and, and you know, you would have been a fan of Princess Diana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was, she was, very, she was very beloved. I don't think it really has honestly anything to do with gender. I mean, she was yeah. loved by so many throughout the world and just had such grace about her. Yeah. It makes you wonder what Harry might have been like different had she lived. Because, I mean, he's such a lefty puke that I can't even stand him. So, um, I don't know. So, anyway, I just find it interesting that nobody has mentioned her today. Um, All right, got to get back to some news. The ACLU, remember when the ACLU used to be a respectable organization? I don't because, you know, I would have had to have been quite young. Um, Because to me, my... any memory, I everything I've ever known of the ACLU is what a crap weasel. Um, you know, attorneys have so much power because when you study the law, and you and that's one of the problems we have in our government is that it's mostly run by attorneys. And to understand the law is a true true gift. 
in a way, because if you've got a good lawyer in the family, you've got access to some help when you need it, depending on the type of, of, of law. And if you're an attorney yourself, you've got some peace of mind there that, you know, given some certain circumstances, you've got knowledge that the average person doesn't have. And it's a very good thing. Um, it, it, like anything, power in the wrong hands is not good. And it can be used for bad. And that's part of what's going on, obviously, with the weaponized FBI and the DOJ. People who understand the law and people in a position of power are able to use the, the law against this against the country, to change the country into their communist utopia and to weaponize it against us. And that's frightening. And uh, the ACLU has been weaponized uh, against uh, the, uh, from being the organization it was supposed to be about civil liberties. And now it's about forcing a Marxist ideology on us and removing civil liberties. I, as a taxpayer, should not have to pay for a prisoner who strangled an 11-month-old child to death to pay for that person's transitional surgery. The ACLU is suing Indiana because they've denied, quote, sex reassignment surgery. And by the way, this came from Fox News. I don't like, I guess, because Harmeet Dillon was on there t- discussing this. Uh, there is no such thing as sex reassignment. You're never, if you're born a male, you're never made into a woman. You're, you're, there's attempts made to make you look like a woman, but it's basically plastic surgery is what it is. It does not change your sex, but going on. Uh, so the ACLU is suing Indiana over denial of sex reassignment surgery for an inmate who strangled an 11 month old to death. The inmate told detectives, we all know is I killed the little blanking B-word, is what he said about the 11-month-old. Recently, uh, Indiana passed a law that adopted uh, that was adopted on July 1, and it prohibits the Department of Corrections from using taxpayer dollars to fund these kinds of surgeries. However, the ACLU argued in a lawsuit that was filed three days ago that it's a violation of the Eighth Amendment's uh, prohibition of cruel and unusual punishment. Are you kidding me? What you what how, what level of scumbag you must be to actually assert that this evil monster is being subjected to cruel and unusual punishment in any way for still being alive not having its eyeballs pecked out by a bird into its cage, not have its toenails yanked out with pliers. Not even that would be cruel and unusual punishment for somebody who strangled an 11-month-old to death. This is disgusting. He was scheduled, uh, he he was sentenced with a 55-year prison sentence. And according to the ACLU, it's medically necessary. The filing states that Richardson was diagnosed in 2020 with gender dysphoria and prescribed female hormones and testosterone blockers, both of which he has consistently taken since that time. Why was he even given that? Why is this person alive? 
We need to bring back the death penalty. I'm 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 okay with public hangings at this point for this kind of of disgusting creep. Richardson is identified as a woman since six years old. How old is this person? We weren't even doing, we weren't even, uh, we weren't going along with this crap back when this person was six years old. And I don't care about that. He strangled his then wife's 11 month old daughter to death while she was at work. Indiana Attorney General uh, told Fox News uh, that hardworking residents want their taxpayers' tax dollars going towards things that benefit their family or their state as a whole, not surgeries to reverse inmates' God-given gender. It can't be reversed. Not, that language is not strong enough for me. He says, we will not back down and we will continue to back the rule of law. Um, but last year, the ACLU won a case against the Federal Bureau of Prisons on behalf of a transgender woman uh, who was imprisoned for threatening to use a weapon of mass destruction. <sighs> Let's talk about something more positive, shall we? Let's talk about Keith Oberman. Who even remembers Keith Oberman? Keith Oberman was a far lefty, no talent hack from MSNBC who got fired. Then he got a gig at ESPN and got fired. Now he's doing some weird podcast out of his basement somewhere. Well, he decided to attack Riley Gaines. We all know who that is. The beautiful swimmer who got robbed by Leah Thomas and has come out hard against uh, all this transgender nonsense and biological males. Uh, stealing and uh, girls' uh, athletic uh, achievements. Well, Keith Olbermann decided to come out, clearly needing some attention. Um, that the, the scent of his desperation is just really overpowering. And he had decided to come after her and say that she sucked at swimming. That's why she lost to Leah Thomas. <laughs> the backlash. If you guys follow Twitchy, go to twitchy.com because... The, Keith Oberman got completely destroyed on, and Twitchy was named Twitchy because it had to do with a compilation of tweets, and I don't know what it can be called now because Twitter is now called X, but the way Oberman got dragged was brilliant, and especially by Riley Gaines, who retweeted him and said, now we know why you got fired from ESPN. Then she did a video showing all of her medals and all her SEC championship medals and all of her achievements. And it was just a brilliant, brilliant own today of Keith Oberman. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got a story about illegals and something happening with uh, illegal children in New York to share with you guys. And we'll come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Make it stop. <laughs> the things that the left are blaming on climate change is just getting so bad. It's so desperate. Here's the latest brought to you by Good Morning America and their, quote, experts on climate change. Skins, please play clip 12. 
FAA data shows an uptick in serious turbulence-related injuries hospitalizing at least 17 people last year. Some experts pointing to climate change for the increase in incidents. A recent study this year found severe clear air turbulence, which occurs without a visual warning like clouds or thunderstorms, has increased more than 50% over the last 40 years due to changing temperatures. I have not been in any, uh, the amount of planes that I'm on with turbulence, I just was on a plane, had a little bit of a turbulence, it was no more than, uh, I have not seen an increase in turbulence. I mean, skins, uh, uh, what's next? What's next? uh, Where can they go next with what they can blame on climate change? Now it's turbulence in the flights. Maybe your long cab ride, if you take uh, cabs, are going to be delayed due to climate change. I don't even know. Um, It's just, it's sad. Um, So Trump did a video today, uh, or it might have been yes. No, it was yet today. He released a video where he made a lot of comments about, from a variety of different things. uh, And one of which is uh, slamming uh, Fox News. And I can't wait. I actually haven't heard this clip. Skins has, has pulled it earlier, and I'm excited to hear it. Please play clip one. Why does Fox News constantly put on slow thinking and lethargic Bill Barr who didn't have the courage or stamina to fight the radical left lunatics while he was the attorney general of the United States and who even more importantly refused to fight election fraud of which there was much. He knew what was going on. Just look at his past remarks. Unless Fox News starts putting on the right people, their ratings will continue to erode They're down 35% from just a short while ago. That's because people don't want to hear Bill Barr. They don't want to hear Karl Rove. And they don't want to hear Mark Thiessen. And some of these people, to put it nicely, they don't want to hear these people. They want to hear the people that are going to turn around our country. They want to hear the people that are going to make America great again. And until they do, Fox will suffer in the ratings. And frankly, it may be too late. Their debate was the lowest rated debate in history. And right opposite the debate, they had the highest rated interview in history. I won't say who participated in that interview because I want to keep things nice and friendly. But Fox News should get on the proper road. It's a road to greatness. It's a road to making America great again and putting America first. And if they do that, they will see their ratings surge again, maybe. But maybe it's too late. Uh, I don't know. I think that I'm actually surprised anybody is, is still watching Fox after they got rid of Tucker. I don't watch it. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know why anybody would. I think they've probably got the viewership that uh, um, they desperately wanted Trump to be at that debate so that they could get more eyeballs on it. He got his his interview with Tucker got what two hundred million views or something like that. I mean, it was unbelievable. Now, did two hundred million people sit and watch the entire thing? No, but he got a heck of a lot more eyeballs than he absolutely made the right choice to not go to to, to that debate. Absolutely, the right choice. Um, there's uh, let's also go to the second part of uh, the second clip of Trump. 
The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words. We will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. I think he might have even gone on and said we won't abide by your shot mandates either. Um, I, I think, you know, when I, I, I like hearing that. What do you think, Skins? I think I think that was great. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it's really like he said, convenient. You really I mean, what are the odds mm-hmm. that around the same time? Hey, not exactly. But you have a major presidential election coming up. And oh, look, here come the variants that, you know. They've talked about them, but they magically went away for a while. But now they're back. Yeah. In fact, in honor of uh, you ordering the uh, Night Gallery set, I stole a meme from somebody that I posted on. Yeah, I saw that. That, Oh, you did? Imagine, if you will, a virus so smart, it attacks every four years during presidential elections. I can hear it in Serling's voice. (laughs) I wish I could do a good Serling. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. And you imagine know, if you will a virus that only appears every four years. Yeah, that's it. Imagine if you will a virus. Yeah, he punched his he he punched his his words. I can't wait to hear after you've watched uh, some night gallery. Oh, don't worry, episodes. I'm still going to be calling into the show. I'll have to do like a Friday fun day with that. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that Trump is. I was thinking about this earlier. The mistakes that he made. I don't know. Who would not have made the mistakes that he did? Because it's like JJD was JJD was saying last hour. Nobody knew the extent of the deep state. Nobody until Trump got in there. I mean, he knew it existed, but not how deep it actually went. None of us did. The only people who knew were those involved in it. Uh, it and uh, and they've done it. And prior to Trump, they did a brilliant job hiding it from us. And that's one reason why it was like, uh-oh, when he won the nomination. They were like, this guy, for real, is going to get a following? The Uniparty was like, what? We're not going to be able to force our establishment guy, Jeb? They were for sure. That's why they went after him in unison. That's why they went after him, because they were like, what? We got to take this guy out, because our man, Jeb, is supposed to get the nomination. He had all the money. We, it, it, you know, it, it, We're going to keep the Uniparty involved, all these... Uh, the Clinton family, the Bush family, all the, you know, the, all these, you know, part, uniform, uniparty people. And so that's why they tried to, they had to go after him in the primary. And then when that didn't work, you know, the rest of how they've gone after him. And he, and I don't know, I don't know, um, would DeSantis have made any better decisions? What bothers me about DeSantis, Seb Gorka said this today. He said, look, I didn't watch the debate, but evidently during the debate, there was a question that had to do with the weaponized indictments against Trump and something about Fannie Willis. And DeSantis 
looked around before he would raise his hand, um, and it had to do with um, basically, do you agree that um, that what's going happening against Trump is wrong? And it, Seb Gorka pointed out, look, you know, he's not a businessman like Vivek Ramaswamy. He's not like, and he listed off some other, other uh, you know, po- politicians that were there on the stage. He said, uh, like Mike Pence, he said, this guy is a former prosecutor. And he's not willing to go full-throated against what is happening through the FBI and the DOJ against Trump? That's a problem. If he doesn't recognize how bad this is, he number one, he wouldn't have made any better decisions than Trump did, so don't be saying that. Don't be saying that he would have done any better and handled the deep state any better than Trump because you know he, he wasn't under the threat of it like Trump. And um, if he doesn't see it, in, if, if he doesn't even see it as a former federal prosecutor in hindsight, he would not have done anything different or better. And in fact, if he's enabling it now because he thinks it's somehow going to help him, he's a part of it. That makes him as bad a part of it as uh, as Mitch McConnell. And by the way, speaking of Mitch McConnell, uh, his doctor has cleared him to resume his schedule. That does not mean that he's fit for the job and he needs to go. We need to go because we got a little break to take, but then we'll be back and we will share with you the shocking story of what's going on with 20,000 migrant children in New York City. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. During the break, we were just talking about a certain person's going away party tomorrow. Who's going away? Um, I don't know. Gee, maybe you're not <laughs> after all. Maybe you're not. Maybe I'm not leaving. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll just eat all the pizza tomorrow. No, myself. no, I'll help you. <laughs> Um, all right. I hate to, you know what? I, I wish I had a more fun story to end on the, uh, uh, for tonight's show, but, um, school's back in session, right? And we know one of the things that we've talked about with Bob Walters is that, uh, the, uh, colleges and universities all with their shot mandates and mass mandates coming back. Um, I'm not sure where all these school districts stand here in California, but in New York, uh, school children are required to get the COVID shot and, and vaccination before they can go back to school. Right. Um, however, Close to 20,000 illegal, ch- and, and shame on Breitbart for using the term 20,000 migrant children. Why are so-called conservative outfits adopting the language of the left? These are 20,000 children who are in this country illegally. They're now in public schools that are starting September 7th. None will be required to show proof of vaccinations when they re- uh, enroll as required by children of New Yorkers. Once again, in case you didn't know, this was never about public health. On Thursday, New York City officials held a press conference regarding uh, the state of more than 100,000 border crossers and illegal aliens that have arrived there. Um, 
Nearly 19,000 uh, illegal children have enrolled in New York City schools across five boroughs, and while an additional 500 illegal children are expected to enroll at the start of the school year, uh, one reporter asked officials, how can you look parents of not, uh, no, oh, this is a good question, I misunderstood it. How can you look parents of non-migrants uh, in the face, many, many millions of them, maybe two million families and parents, how do you tell them everything is going to be okay this year? The response was, everything has been okay. We started welcoming these students in from last year. And it's important to note as well, prior to this administration, we lost 120,000 families left the New York City public schools. So that's so the plan is people have had to leave New York because you people have turned it into a, in, into a third world country. So I know let's bring in a bunch of illegal aliens. But then why is, but then, you know, why does that, that can make so much sense, doesn't it? Well, but it also contradicts Eric Adams, who was saying, look, y'all need to do something about the border because we can't handle all these illegal aliens coming into the city. But yet these officials are acting as though, look, we lost 120,000 families, so we can more than absorb these 19,000 students. He says, we have room for the students and our principal superintendents, our school communities have worked extremely well, yada, yada, yada. Um, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, speaking of the border, Corrine Jean-Pierre today when she was trying to brag about how and trying to gaslight the American public about how she about how the Biden administration had done more. Let me see if I can find the quote here. How she had done more than uh, the Biden administration had done more than any Republican in the past to secure the border. Um, She actually said that Joe Biden had actually expanded the pathways to citizenship. Yeah. She said, the president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anyone else. Let's not forget, she says, we've expanded the pathway to citizenship under this president. Mind you, he's been doing this on his own. So I'd she, like to be able to, you know, have some specifics on how he has indeed expanded those pathways, Andrea. Yeah. 10 million illegals have come into this country just since he took office, and they're all going to be future citizens. Oh, he's expanded the pathway, all right. And that's yeah. just called the gates are open. Come on in. Yeah. Yep. And the Republican Party should have already impeached him just for that alone. They could have. Could have. They could have defunded Jack Smith. They could have. Uh, we've got Kevin McCarthy um, saying that, well, we've got to fund the government. They, you know, No, you don't have to fund the government. What did we say about Kevin McCarthy? And we are absolutely right. Yeah. And you know what? Congressman Biggs, you and Matt Gates and others, you of the uh, team of 20 that refused to vote for him, you supposedly put vacate the chair back in as an option. It's Where is time that the, 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 the you know the grace period is over. It's time to vacate the chair. Not doing the job. He's not doing the job, and you're not doing your job. Gates, Biggs, 
Bobert and the rest are not doing your job. If you jobs put it in there, them. you did for a reason. Now it's yeah. time to use it. Yeah, you got to use it. Because the, the 10 million illegals on top of the 50 or so that were already here, that are, that are, we cannot sustain it economically, financially, culturally, from a national security standpoint. You add that to the crime wave across the country, we just, this is not sustainable. The debt that we've got going, we cannot wait until a president gets elected in 2024, if it's Trump. Oh, there's no time. Then he's inaugurated, yeah, you know, uh, then he's inaugurated until 2025. We're dead by that point. I, and I've said that a lot, Andrea. You know, people are saying, well, th- there's hope because there's the next election. I'm like, well, that, that's something to look forward to. But if you don't nip some of these problems in the bud now, that's not going to matter. No. Not going to matter at all. We are approaching a point of no return in this country. We really are. And that's why I can't do the Pollyanna thing. I, You know, I got to try to find some. But we're going to have some fun on tomorrow night's show. Um, we've actually got for the first time on the Andrea K show, we've got uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears is going to be here uh, from Virginia. We've got Bob Walters who's going to be here. I've got from Barnes Tennis Center in San Diego, who uh, they're coming on to talk about the San Diego Open tennis tournament. Yeah, I'm super excited uh, to have them come on the show. Um, you've got a special friend who's going to come on. I do. A dear friend of the radio station, uh, actually of, of mine that I developed through my own show, became close personal friends. Who was going to say a little bit about our relationship and uh, also what he's doing to fight for the soul of the country. Yeah. So we've got that to talk about. Um, and so we will see you guys tomorrow night. We've got a 24 hour hotline, 844 844- You can always give us a call 24 hours a day to share that. Email me at andreakshow.com. Don't forget our podcast. And we'll be right back here tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.